Welcome to Set the Sales, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Brought to you by Bucks Life Media and our official sponsor, the Jersey Wave. Streaming on fanstreamsports.com, airing on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And now, your hosts, James Flash Ludeman, James Britt Buck Wilson, and Ruth the Truth Kagias. We are going live in three, two, one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Set the Sales, the podcast. We are live here on Bucks Life Media. Of course, we are also live on Twitter at sales underscore set. Of course, you can find us also on YouTube at Set the Sales, a Bucks Life Media podcast. And in case you're watching us on the Twitch, welcome. We are so glad you guys are here with us this evening. We have a jam-packed lightning round edition of the show tonight. I'm sorry, I had to throw in a lightning uh, thing because, you know, Britt Buck's my, my favorite and he's a Leafs fan. And they had a tough game one while while we uh, took care of the Caps today. But anyway, hockey aside, let's talk some football. Let's bring in Britt Buck in. What's up, buddy? How you doing? It's one game. <laughs> one game. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. Do, do, do you know what, right? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to get this out early. First of all, uh, guys, it's great to be on. Episode 15. Now, we waited five months for that. Five <laughs> months for that. You know what? Take a shot on the damn net and see what happens. You know what? Worse things have happened in hockey than That's true. if you shoot and it doesn't go in. And you know what? One of the great Canadians of all time, one of the great hockey players, Wayne Gretzky says you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. I thought so, it you was know what? Michael Jordan that said that. That was Maybe Wayne I was wrong. I don't know. I thought my, I could have sworn Michael Jordan said that one time. But anyway, Philistine. But- All right. Well, we're not going to talk too much hockey because obviously it makes Brett Buck upset. So let's bring in. Let's bring in Ruth the Truth. Ruth the Truth. How's it going this evening? What's up, fellas? Don't worry, Britt Buck. They were just shaking off the rush. You just got to give them a moment to get themselves together, okay? No, Don't no. lose hope. I promise. Do you know why the Leafs wear blue? Do you know why no, blue is coming. the color of the Maple Leafs? Because if you've been choking for the last 67 years, you'd be blue as well. <laughs> that makes sense. That's funny. Let's bring in our fourth, uh, our fourth man. If you well, fourth man, you're not a man, Ruth. So <laughs> our, our third man uh, of like the four man, yeah. of the four person team. His name is Sleepy, also known as L. Bushman from oh Sports Caffeine. God. Good morning, sir. How are we doing? Good morning. I need I need some sports caffeine right now. Oh my for real, God. for real. You good, man? Uh no. I've been up since three thirty this morning. I'm like. Yeah, kids. Did you get a chance to nap at all with the girls? No, no, no. <clears throat> dad, dad doesn't get a nap at all. Oh so goodness! No yeah, well, I, I, well, I, want, I, I wanted to comment. Everybody looks clearer. Did you activate the 1080p feature? I, I actually did. You are watching. This is the first right. show, 15 episodes in, in 1080p. I yeah. know. We it's just very look nice. Amazing. I love it. Which is, is, it makes it, especially if you have an HD camera, makes it look even better, right? There you go. I actually so. put some extra glitter on my face. So, that so you're I like, knew, I knew it. like double HD? 
I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think I, I, I think I'm double HD. Because are, are you like 21? I don't know. I can't do math. I but think four, like 14, 14, 44, 60 uh, FPS or whatever. <laughs> Carry the seven. All right. Well, let's bring in a, uh, our first guest here. His name is Fantasy Mike from Ball Blast Football. What's up, Mike? How are we doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Mike, yeah, I, see too I see too much of you, Mike. I see too much of you. I know. It's like we were just talking to you. <laughs> well, you guys keep inviting me back. So it's really your fault. To be something, something good must be going It's on. not my fault this time. It's James's fault. No, it's my fault this time. Well, let's, uh, Mike, obviously, we're, we're going to start talking some, some fantasy here in just a minute. But I want to ask you, because clearly I can see the sadness in your eyes behind you uh, with that Tom Brady vintage jersey that you got going back there. I, uh, I his, his color scheme was off. Yeah, I, I think your color is like twenty years though, you know. Yeah, I think your color's a little off. But uh, first of all, we all from Set the Sales want to wish some very special people a happy birthday. First of all, that gentleman behind you turned forty-three years old today. Forty-three. This, this beautiful man right here, oh, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. That's right. I just, real, I just realized he's only six years yeah. older than me, and I, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, he's ten years older than me, so or eleven. No, eleven. How do, you think, how do you think I feel about these NBA players that are like younger than me? They're like twenty years old, making millions. It's, like, it's all. It's all the genes. All the genes, Ruth. The truth. It's all. In That's the right. So, uh, so obviously Tom Brady, and then uh, another birthday today that kind of went a little less under the radar, I think, but it was Ronald Jones's birthday today. Mm -hmm. The running back from Tampa Bay. Yeah. And then, of course, a good friend of our show, uh, Keith Big Nasty. It was his birthday today. Big Bucks fan. So. Big, big shout out. Happy birthday, Keith. Yeah, yeah Keith's birthday. birthday today. So uh, he's enjoying some time on the beach, it looks like. But, uh, well, Fantasy Mike, let's get into it. Uh, let's start talking some Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Look, Tom Brady comes from a very, as we know, a very long career in New England. Uh, not just a long career, but a very successful uh, career. So as a fantasy player, if you are starting a fantasy football team, obviously there are some other quarterbacks that you, you would probably consider taking first. But tell us, what is the value of Tom Brady at 43 right now? Um, well, I, I don't think you can really describe the value of one Tom Brady. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, he's 43 years old. Uh, I actually released my rankings the other day. I've got him at 13 still. Uh, okay. you know, even last year in a he, he in a down year for the Pats offense, which it was. Um, I mean, you you guys don't know how lucky you are to have people like Evans and Godwin <laughs> on the outside. But you look at what we had to work with last year. So, you know, he's got to be just you know doing a dance, being able to throw to this guy, uh, those guys this year. But because of that, um, I think he's going to look even better. You know, to me, not even being biased, he he really doesn't look any different than he has the past couple of years. I mean, the man is just a machine. Yeah, maybe there's you know a little comes off the ball sometimes, but the the biggest. The biggest difference I've seen in Brady's game is that he's kind of done with the whole development stage. He wants to win and he wants to win now. So I think that part of the down, you know, stats last year were partly due to frustration because we had a lot of young guys, you know, Nikhil Harry being a first round pick. Yes, Julian Edelman was still there, but I mean, I, I'll give you 20 bucks if you can name all three of our tight ends last year, you know, on the depth chart. And, um, you know, James White was there, but there wasn't much else. So I think he's going to be down to Tampa. He's going to have people, like I said, Godwins, Evans. I mean, you got Gronk back there. It's not even to mention the other great tight ends. Um, I, I honestly think he's going to have a great year for you guys. I do. The, the Bucks just uh, released like a, a, a small teaser video of, of Gronk and, and Brady practicing together today, fist bumping and everything. It was magical. Nice. 
Yeah, it was like unicorns came out of that fist bump, and like the unicorns came yeah. around. It was it was magical. It was fun to watch for two decades. Man. Well, not those two together, but yeah, they they, uh, they made some magic together for sure. So, so Mike, when it comes to fantasy, it's all about your receivers and who is going to be scoring you the most points. Are there some dark horses that you think the Tampa Bay Bucks might produce? Maybe that have done better last year, but may still be overlooked when people are drafting. Well, you know, one person that's actually being overlooked, believe it or not, is Mike Evans. Um, and I know that seems kind of crazy, considering somebody who has never failed to get a thousand yards in a season, True. like not one time, never in his career, never, not once. Although yeah. some people who consider themselves respective me media consider Mike Evans to be a product of nothing but our former quarterback. Well, if James Winston, and if, well, if you think about it, because he he is such an explosive player, you know, I mean, he's not like that electric speedster, but he's a guy that can get down the field, get up and get the ball. He's a big, strong guy, so he's that deep receiver. And of course, playing with somebody like James Winston, who loved to chuck the ball, you know, anywhere, anytime, as far as he could, you know, everyone thinks, oh, well, that's why Mike Evans was good, but he's he's produced all what six or seven seasons now of his career. So people fading him outside the top ten. I still have him and Godwin as top 10 receivers this year. Um, a lot of people might be surprised to hear that and say, how is that possible? You know, Brady, usually he had Edelman, but who else? Back in the day when it was Welker and Randy Moss, they were both top 12 receivers. So he's he supported it before. Yeah, that was about 13 years ago. <laughs> it's a little different. Um, but I think, I wouldn't call him a dark horse because he's Mike Evans, but Mike Evans is someone that's really being faded by a lot in the community. And it's, it's kind of shocking to me. Mike, what about Tyler Johnson? He was a, a rookie drafted pretty high for the Bucks on their depth talks for a wide receiver. Do you think he might be kind of like a, a diamond in the rough when it comes to a fantasy sleeper, that a guy you can maybe pick up on the waiver wires if you got need a wide receiver help at all? Potentially. But, you know, one guy I was trying to look at too was uh, Scotty Miller as well, and I don't really know. He's somebody who, I'll be honest, I, I don't – I'm more of a numbers guy. I don't watch the tape quite as much. You know, as maybe some analysts, um, I think most of the stats can be found in the numbers. But I actually want to ask you guys, how do you feel about somebody like Scotty Miller or Tyler Johnson? What are the differences that you see between them? Um, you know, and then based off that, I can kind of go off of, you know, what Brady might like. Yeah, look, I look at a guy like Tyler Johnson, and, and I think he has the edge over Scotty Miller. I know Scotty Miller has proven he's been here. Um, I, I think if you're looking for a guy, look, I think your number one and, and your number two are clearly defined. Um, I know there are some who would believe that Chris Godwin is a number one. I don't think he's a number one right now on this team. I think Mike Evans is your number one. Uh, and I'm not saying that because I don't think Godwin's a great player. I think he's very skilled. I think he does a lot of really good things. Um, and Godwin's going to have a great year himself. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Chris Godwin. But if you're looking at a receiver who you mentioned has been the most consistent part of this team for the last six years, I'm looking at Mike Evans. Uh, Chris Godwin, very close behind, not far at all. Um, if Chris had a couple more years, you may want to give the nod to him. I don't know. Um, but you're looking at a guy like Tyler Johnson who, who can come in and make an immediate impact. But I, I know Jay Bucks, who commented here, said uh, Brady doesn't like rookie receivers. Uh, so you know, that, that, that is a decently used stat, and I think that that will kind of help Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller has kind of the – the build that that you know Brady likes to throw to, like an Edelman or a Wes Walker type build. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see who can get that. But honestly, I really I really believe that this is Tyler Johnson's job right now. Unless Scotty Miller just comes out in camp and has just a crazy good camp. 
Yeah, I, I think one of the reasons, though, you know, it, with Tyler Johnson being a, a rookie, you know, it, it is he'll probably be a little behind the eight ball this year, you know, so maybe Scotty has the edge. And I've just I've seen it, you know, and everyone says that Belichick has never had luck drafting receivers. Um, and overall, he really hasn't. I'm not ready to give up on Nikhil Harry yet. I still think he'll be fine. But yeah, it's just especially lately, like I said, Brady's in win now mode. And I, I don't think he wants to take the time to really develop guys, especially when even outside of the receiver pool. You've got not only do you have Gronk, who we've already mentioned, but you guys have Cameron Brayton and O.J. Howard there, too. So if you want to talk about a dark horse, maybe O.J. Howard. Um, you know, and he's somebody who's been in the league a few years, so he's not, you know, completely wet behind the ears. And, and maybe Brady can kind of go to him and, and bring something out of him that uh, Jameis couldn't. You know, I don't think it's all of a sudden that O.J. Howard was just bad, but Jameis Winston was a guy who never really liked to use the tight ends. So, and Brady does. Um, and you are, they already said you guys are going to use a lot more 12 personnel. I don't know how you don't with three great tight ends. So it's going to be really interesting to see if how all three of them still eat in this offense. I'm like, I got, a, I got a question for you. Sorry, Ruth. Who are you yeah. drafting first, Evans or, or Godwin? So I have to touch upon wow. that. You would say that they're both in your top 10. They are. Yeah. They okay. sure are. I have Godwin's at. Eight and Evan just gave him a bailout close. So it, no, it's close. I have them. I think it's eight and ten. I mean, it's and that's it sounds like a cop out, but to be okay, honest, but who's eight and who's ten? Godwin's eight. We, we've so, got the reason oh, why. No, why, listen, listen, listen again. You had slightly, you, you had kind of mentioned it before. Brady typically likes going to the guys that work out of the slot a lot more. However, someone else brought up the point that again, he hasn't really had a lot of great outside receivers, you know, since the days of Randy Moss. So, you know, maybe maybe he goes back to that. And I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, I do think that Evans, he's he's not going to finish as a top three fantasy receiver again. But that's mostly because I mean Godwin, but that's mostly because Evans is there as well. So, you know, I do think they're gonna cap each other's upside. I would probably take Godwin, especially in PPR. Um, I, I, and that's okay. just in general. I mean, you go from Evans having 67 catches last year. Godwin had you know, what? Over and can you just tell? Can you just for just for oh. a second before yeah. Ruth asks question? Can you just just in case there are people who are not as fantasy yes well rounded? PPR, PPR is what? Yes, sorry. So PPR is points per reception. So okay. I'm getting too nerdy here. Um, the, no, old, okay. <laughs> the, the old fantasy leagues, they're, they're mostly standard leagues, which means you only got points for yards and touchdowns. But really over the past, it's a decade or so, we've seen kind of the, the popularity of PPR leagues increase. And I like it because – I play is PPR. That's it. Yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. it makes for a difference between, you know, I think it gives Godwin the edge over – over Evans. And I, I look at the same way with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, not to go off track here, but I think Robert Woods is a better PPR guy. The guy that's going to have more targets and is going to see the ball more is probably the better PPR target. But if you're in half PPR or in a standard, I don't know why you would be anymore, but if you are, <laughs> then it's a little closer with Evans. But in PPR, I still got to give Godman the edge here. Playing standard is, is like still being in like an eight league, eight man league. That's, that's just kind of pitiful if you're still just, doing yeah. that. Wow. Go ahead, Ruth. Right. So it's a lot of technicality when it comes to fantasy leagues and drafting players correctly and make sure you're getting those, you know, those standards where you need them. Does pre not having a preseason have any effect on people's perception on drafting players? A big time. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, one of the biggest discussions going on in fantasy Twitter right now is just 
it's all about, you know, COVID. And, and even if there is a training camp, you know, what's it going to be? And you look at somebody like Brady, who is so used to being in a system that was pretty much built for him and that was run through him for 20 years. He's going down to Tampa. And of course, they're going to cater to Brady. But you also have Bruce Arians, who um, has also been in the league for quite some time. Uh, and he's also got a bit of a personality. So I think that's one thing to me, that dynamic, because Brady, I think, left New England to kind of get away from the shadow of Belichick. And it's going to be interesting to see how much freedom Arian gives Brady and how quickly the team can pick it up. I mean, Brady expects a lot of his team. Absolutely. And it's not anything against the Bucs players. Again, I mean, I think the Bucs truly have one of the most talented offenses in the game. It's not even a question. And that's even without Brady. They've right. got the talent there. So, but I do think that it's going to affect it. And you might see a bit of a slow start. So, you know, one sneaky, sneaky um, tidbit I'd like to add is if you can pick up the New Orleans Saints defense, you know, it looks scary in week one going against the Bucs. But I think there might be a bit of a slow start there. And then they've got like a good little stretch after that. So, I don't trust Marshawn Lattimore. I, I definitely believe. I definitely feel like the first at least two weeks of the you know NFL being back is going to be them shaking off the rust, for sure. sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, and that's and that's actually what I was going to say. And an interesting little tidbit. And I wasn't. I actually didn't connect this until I heard it today. Um, Shaq Wilbera did a, a Zoom meeting today with some media, and one of the things that was asked was. The fourth preseason game last year. Did you know he played in that fourth preseason game? He actually, I completely forgot that he played in that game. And it's weird to think because usually that fourth preseason game is kind of for, you know, rookies and people who are kind of on the bubble about making the team right. uh, and things like that. But he, he actually played and ended up with 19 and a half sacks. So, look, I don't take away the value of preseason. I just, I, to me, I think that it's a situation where, I'm just interested to see how this offense, like you mentioned, Mike, is going to work. Now, here's the thing, and I want to kind of get off the bucks for just a second, because we have a division that is full of good offense. Um, You have a decent offense in Atlanta. You have a very good offense in New Orleans. You have a a sizable, I would say, defense, even in an offense in Carolina as well. A lot of people like to sleep on Atlanta and Carolina, but they've got some weapons there as well. So is there another offense outside of, you know, maybe so. Let's talk about Atlanta and Carolina. If you're looking to draft some offense from either one of those teams, obviously you outside of Julio Jones, I guess. But who would you, is there anybody else maybe in the division that that's kind of an offensive weapon that's not talked about as much? Is there somebody else within the division who I really like? You guys may not like him too much, and I did just take him the third round of a mock the other day. And that's Mr. Todd Gurley. I do think that he is going to be. <laughs> An RB1 this year. Man, if he plays 14 games, that's all he needs. He's a guaranteed locked mode RB1. You can put that. You can screenshot this. You can freeze frame it. Whatever you want. Todd Gurley. Is Go one of away. Get him in the third and fourth round because people like you create false narratives. And uh, false. Fans, career is over. Even though he averaged 16 <laughs> points a game over the last half of the season and almost 20 touches per game. What did he do the year before that? Games and goes to one of the best offenses in the league. He is the bell cow. He is no zero competition, zero, none, zip. So if he yeah. even plays fourteen games, that's my normal target there. James, I I really have to admit this. I've been doing mock drafts and uh, Gurley's Gurley's been up there on my draft board now to pick you know, up I, to I pick up in the third or fourth. Guys, but it would lead to me being led away in handcuffs, and I just I don't feel I'm like just, especially especially going into the PPR formats where. 
yes. you know, he's going to get a lot. I mean, he's definitely a guy you can pick up in the third or fourth and then, um, <laughs> yeah. And then you, you, you can pick him up in the third or fourth and you can plug him into the flex and then he'd be good to go on that. So I'm okay. go ahead, Mike. He's played 60 of the last 64. Why are people digging this man's grave already? It's because like, of his, it's cause of his knees, Mike. It's because of his knees. When you got weak knees, you can't be dependable. But he's still playing. And he can't, he's, he's having close to 20 touches per game last year, and he's still producing. He was still a top back. And this is what it means. The year before that, he let everybody down. The year before that, he let everybody down who drafted him. Period. He it's was garbage. He, I tell you, I tell you what, he he's not going to let me down like David Johnson did two years in a row. So when it comes to our fan stream sports uh, fantasy football draft, I'll definitely uh, let me let me tell, let me share this with you real quick. Twenty sixteen, you know how many yards he had total? Eight hundred and eighty five. Yes, I get it. He had thirteen hundred the year after that, twelve hundred and eighteen, and then he went way down again and only right. had eight hundred and fifty seven. So you know, you take a guy and you draft him based on what he's done the year before. So if I'm looking at a guy who's ran for 1,200 yards, of course I'm going to draft him. Of course. But then you draft him, and then he's a bust. But you he have is a opportunity bust. as well. There, is very, there are very few guys that are going to see 250-plus carries and 70-plus targets. Devontae Freeman had over 70 targets last year. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that. So it's not just the ground game. They're going to throw the ball to him too. And you also, he yeah, won't so play the whole season. You also you have know? to take into account too that you know the, the, the studs or fantasy studs for running backs are, are – probably gone the first round the first round yeah. first five six picks and then it's it's kind of you're, you're kind of scraping the bottle of who who am i going to get next and you know Gurley is an option that you can get i mean he may not be as top of his form like he used to be but it, when it comes to productivity when he's he's on the field he's definitely somebody you want to pick up especially in ppr formats Britt bug jump in here because i know i know you want to ask mike stuff well i mean just to say about like the the whole top Gurley thing yeah absolutely he is probably like pound for pound talented wise one of the best running backs that's been in the league in the last 10 years but as everyone else has correctly pointed out those knees are not going to carry him through this nope. season. there is a very very and i say this from a position of multiple experience when the, the knees get to a certain point there is a cliff they don't go downhill they go now Todd Gurley aside, because he's a player who isn't really going to be. <laughs> no, no, not you. I was talking to him. Go ahead, Bert. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, my question to you, though, Mike, is like, you know, famously here amongst the guys, and obviously the viewers, I, I'm totally up from. I'm terrible at fantasy football. I always true. forget to change my light. It is true. I forget to change my lineup when. So you're I'm, like Taco. You're Taco. <laughs> <laughs> So my question is, like, who would be some good players for someone like me that sometimes forgets to update the draft? Players that aren't going to get injured and are going to put up good points consistently. They might not be like superstars week by week, but they're going to be consistently good and not get injured. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I would bring up the, the, the last point I'd bring up about Gurley is the fact that, again, I'm not saying to draft him in the first round, but, you know, uh, kind of like what was said about him a, a minute ago is the fact that, you know, you look for guys with upside. And I think that in the third or fourth round of Todd Gurley sitting there, there are very, very few backs besides maybe James Conner who could potentially give you that top 10 upside. But anyway, to your point, everyone knows, you know, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, even Calvin Ridley. He's somebody who 
maybe the casual fantasy fan may not know about, but he's the number two receiver in Atlanta. Um, and this is a team that likes to throw the ball. They got Matt Ryan there. So I do think that Julio and Ridley could both be top 20 receivers. Of course, you're taking Julio first. He's the stud. He's the top three, top five guy. But Calvin Ridley someone who really, really could surprise and I think is going to be pretty consistent all year long. Um, but even staying in Atlanta, with that offense being so good, I'm really high on Hayden Hurst. I think that he's a tight end that you can get kind of late. Uh, somebody who was actually behind Mark Andrews in Baltimore last year. He was the one who got 10 touchdowns with Lamar Jackson. Um, but Hayden Hurst was a first-round pick out of South Carolina just a couple years ago. And then Atlanta traded a second-round pick for him this offseason. And Austin Hooper, before he was hurt and before he went to Cleveland as a free agent this year, this summer, um, was a big part of that offense. And Austin Hooper was a top-five tight end in that offense. And I think Hayden Hurst is just as talented, if not more. And he's somebody that you could probably get pretty late. And I'd feel pretty good about him as a tight end one. Um, so if you can't get one of the top tight ends and you're going to be one of those, hey, I'm going to wait till the end, get my sneaky sleeper, Hayden Hurst is probably um, my, my number one guy in that regard at tight end. So right, I'm so we're, oh, no, go ahead, because I want to make these three fantasy leagues that I've joined. No. And the first time I did fantasy, it didn't go so hot for me because as, you know, Brick Butt mentioned, you got to be on top of it. And when people are injured, you got to bench them. If they're not it's because she drafted Todd Gurley. That's why it didn't go well. I'm telling you right now. That's why. Don't draft <laughs> it. Stay away from it. A quarterback anyway. Carson Wentz, she had Todd Gurley. Remember, Ruth, you can't draft the players just because their uniforms look uh, look pretty and stuff. You can't do you know that. What? No, she Come wouldn't on, do that. I'm a big All fan right. of Carson Wentz and Todd Gurley. So. All right, so let me, let me ask you this real quick. Fantasy Mike, we're, we're not going to have you much longer here, but uh, let me ask you this. We ask every guest that comes on uh, this ridiculous question because obviously with training camp starting this week, now it kind of makes sense to ask it. Uh, but based on what you know about our Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, what is your way too early season prediction for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oh, and, and you I can do if you, it, the Patriots yeah. as well with Cam Newton taking. Yeah, let, let's let's hear about. Well, you can talk about. I'll give you a few seconds to talk about those morons up north, and then you can talk about uh, the Buccaneers. <laughs> well, considering that we still well, actually no. Oh, I was going to say that we still have a top five defense. I don't know anymore if we lost half of it with uh, the opt-outs over the past week. But, um, I mean, the, the secondary is still there for now. You still have Gilmore. The McCordys are back there. Um, you know, we did lose Hightower and Chung. That was big. But I do still think that the defense is pretty solid. And I think Cam coming in is going to do a lot better than people think. Um, I could see us doing a, a ten, what, 17 games this year. Are they, are they doing that this year or next year? This year. It is this year. Yeah, so, it is this year. Okay. I would hope so, since they're taking away preseason. I'm going to go Pats 10 and 7, and I'm going to go Bucks 11. How are you getting 10 and 7? So, 17, 17 games. Year, 17 games. Yeah, it's not, not 16. Year, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's why I was here. So I'll say 10 and 7 for the Pats, 11 and 6 for the Bucks. So I'm actually giving the Wait, Bucks. Why did they put an extra game in this year? It was a yeah. while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that wasn't coming in until next year. No, that's yeah, I could have swore I had this twelve and four prediction for the Bucks and you guys were like all about it. Uh, I think well, we all I forgot. Five. I might as well. You know what? Here's the thing. This this is very but I should look more more into that because actually as a fantasy commissioner, it's really important to know, considering most people don't play week seventeen anymore. Oh, okay. I, so I it is next year. But twenty twenty one, yeah. Regardless, yeah, I think okay, that they're okay, both right. gonna, they, 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 they'll both finish um 
think I, I thought I was. <laughs> you're not. Okay, jeez, you're right. Goodness. Put some respect on my name. I, you know, I think the Pats might have an easier path to playoffs just because our division is nearly not, not even close to as good as yours. Um, but, you know, Atlanta's D is still kind of, eh. Uh, the Saints, obviously, are going to be right up there with you guys. But Brady works some magic, man. And I, I just would be really shocked if you guys weren't getting double-digit wins with him at the helm. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's hardcore in our division. It's going to be like Breeze and Brady, like just going at it their whole – and I'm just – I'm here for it. I'm excited. It's going to hurt to watch, but I still I'm, – I'm honestly rooting for you. I will never, ever root against the man, and please treat him well. And well, we already have. And we just, already have oh, treated him well. Just <laughs> love him will never be better than us. You may, you may think so, and, and he's going to wake up one day in the middle of the night. He's a national treasure up in New England. He's a national treasure up here. National treasure, all right? Are you crying? There's no crying in football. No, just kidding. All right, well, we're going to we're gonna let you go here. We're going to let you go here, Fantasy, Fantasy Mike. Uh, tell us where we can find you, what you got going on this week or, or over the next couple of weeks as football is gearing up to go, and uh, tell us where we can uh, find you at. Yeah. We well, are assuming there's going to be a lot of crying, though, about Tom Brady, so you don't oh need to mention that. No, I'm just going to move on and try to be happy for him, you know? Um, so you can find me again at Fantasy Mike BBF. Uh, that stands for Ball Blast Football. Please, please be sure uh, to check out Ball Blast Football as well. All my amazing teammates and writers over there, we're doing some big, big stuff you know, just renovated the website. Um, we got the Ball Blast podcast, the Red Shirts Dynasty podcast. Um, it's it's just we got an incredible crew, and the fact that I'm a part of it um, is just so exciting. And the fact that I come on and, and do these things, so just just trying to have fun, man. And um, definitely check me out again. All right. Well, thank you so much, Fantasy Mike. Ball Blast Football. Thank you so much for joining us. Fantasy Mike, I will definitely be hitting you up to do a segment on my All Females podcast because we would like to – You're not supposed to talk about that. not supposed to talk about it yet, Ruth. Oh, my gosh, Ruth. But But that's very fitting considering that my website was founded by two females as well, the two two best females in the biz, Michelle and Kate Majuk, the founders of Ball Blast Football. So – I am 100% in on that, Ruth, for sure. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you later, Fantasy Mike. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Thanks Mike. All right, buddy. You're supposed to tease it, and then Ruth, when it's all together, say, like, then you announce. Ruth, I was going to lead I'm you like into it. Though. Like, I'm too excited. I know you're excited. Calm down. You guys don't even have a logo yet or a name. You got to tease it out. No, they you got a name. I, no, they got a other than that, okay, well, there's no logo, there's no social media. You got to tease it out I, until, I, until I, I finally launch it. I, I will go and put my cat in a bag for you just so you can let it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we're going to be joined here in just a few minutes. I, I just heard from J.P. Peterson from the J.P. Show. He's going to join us here in just about five minutes. But before we do that, I, I want to talk to you guys about something very, very uh, special that's going on. And we've waited till halfway through the show. So I know some of you that are watching are interested in uh, this. Some of you might not be interested. And I already know basically who's not interested. And, you know, if he's me and I'm going to delete his comment because I can do that. So uh, here's the thing. Some of you guys may know that we have a uh, pretty awesome guy named Craig who helps us out with. No, not you, Evan. Be quiet. Uh, <laughs> we have a we have a guy named Craig that helps us out with with jerseys. Uh, he does jerseys from every sport. As a matter of fact, NHL, MLB. Um, of course, NFL as well. And uh, we have decided that we are going to launch another Jersey giveaway. So we're going to announce that right now. So 
what we're going to do is we are actually going to have a Facebook. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. We're going to have a Twitter giveaway. We're going to do oh. Twitter on this one Maybe. because we're really building some Twitter uh, followers. And for those of you that are watching on Twitter and Periscope, thank you so much for tuning in. So we are going, I knew Donnie was going to say something. I knew it. So we are actually going to do this one on Twitter. So if you don't have a Twitter, now is a good time to make one. And now is a good time to go and find our Twitter page, which you can find at sales underscore set. This is not going to be on Facebook this time. This is going to be on Twitter only. All right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to put a post up at nine o'clock Eastern time. So that's about a half hour from now with a picture of our sponsor's logo. And all you have to do is you have to go on and all you have to do is like the post. That's it. All you have to do is like the post. And also you have to retweet it. And also you have to comment on it. <laughs> so if you do all three of those things, then you will be eligible to win this contest. And we are going to announce the winner in what, what do you guys think is a good time right before the show do, do you want to do next week i say so yeah next give week everyone, yeah give it everybody time to do it go on social media follow and then um next monday night show do it okay so yeah. and, and as you can see jay is so kind to put the uh twitter hashtag yeah. or the twitter name on there uh Thank you very so much. now listen the last time we gave away an nfl jersey and here's the thing I, I still think we should do that, but here's what we're actually going to do. This jersey is going to be any sport you want. Ooh. So you can get a Major League Baseball jersey of your choice, of your favorite team, favorite player. You can, can do a Toronto Rock uh, lacrosse jersey. Uh, <laughs> if he does it, I mean, you'd have to ask him, but you know, anyway. So you can also get an NHL jersey of your choice. Uh, he's got some really good Tampa Bay Lightning ones for sure that, you know, you definitely want to get right now because they're actually up in their series. Um, and then also where you can get a major league baseball Jersey as well. Now, Dean asked a very good question. How about customs? Yes, you can get custom made jerseys as well uh, with your favorite name or whatever person on it. And uh, you can go from there. Okay. You know, so, you know, James, I have, I have an idea. Why don't uh, you do custom jerseys for the show? What do you mean? Have him make jerseys with the set the sales logo and then have names on the back. Yeah, and I'll just say the truth on the back of mine. I'm just truth. saying. Well, we'll see if we can talk him into it. I don't know if he does it like that. But anyway, we'll, we'll see if we can pull something like that off. Okay, so again, if you want to win, you have to go to Twitter at 9 o'clock tonight. You have to like and comment and share or retweet, I guess the post and uh if you do that we're gonna have a drawing next monday night on the show live and we will announce the twitter winner <laughs> twitter winner on the show live all right so if you want to be in that contest if you want to win head over to twitter.com and we'll give you the the little name one more time at sales underscore set and all you have to do and also you do need to like our page in order to be able to do that as well so make sure you guys do that. All right. Next that Monday is the night, longest directions to enter a contest. I've well, here's the thing. It. The last time we did a contest, 
it, it I had to give direction like that because yeah. people were confused. So yeah. I want to make sure that there are no J, James will tell you there was a <laughs> lot of confusion last time, and he will tell you that that again. And yes, employees of Bucks Life Media are exempt. I apologize. All right, right for Bucks Life Media or are affiliated with Bucks Life Media in any way. In any that way, like, we can't like our writers can't. Um, like people who do the social media accounts can't. And must be present to win. That's the other thing yeah. I'm going to say this time. You must be present so watching many, the show. So many rules. So many rules. So, so many no. rules. So many rules. It's okay. I'm going to have like one of my nephews like do this for me and just. You know. No, that's nope, not going to happen because I'm going to be in the in the Ruth, message with you with Craig and uh, there. You Ruth, go. you're not you're not supposed to say what you're going to do. Just keep. <laughs> exactly. This you is have no now. element of surprise You'd be a terrible FBI informant. You'd be terrible. You'd be ratting on right. everybody. We're going to bring on our next guest. Of course, you hear him every Monday through Friday. On the JP show in and the right? Singing like a canary, see? <laughs> what's going on, JP Peterson? What's up, hey, buddy? What's up, gang? Can you, uh... you? And now, listen. I know what you're doing right now. You're throwing this beautiful shot of the Tampa Bay area oh, behind yeah. you. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, listen. But... I'm uh, I'm overlooking Davis Island here from my 11th story uh, little patio up here, and I don't think you can see it. But if you want to, and if you sing loud enough. Uh, the birthday boy lives right over there. Oh. He lives right oh. over there. Oh. <laughs> Derek That's Brady's house. Right Derek Jeter's house. There. You mean well, Derek Jeter's yeah. house? Derek, Derek yeah. Jeter's house. <laughs> well, I guess it's Brady's house now. It's Derek Brady's house. Look, look at look at JP getting all posh now. He's got an eleven yeah. store, eleven really? floor apartment. <laughs> you guys want to? Here, here's the here. I'll give you the whole three six. Can I borrow ten dollars? <laughs> no, I gotta Jeez. pay rent this month. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious! I say we like, do the draft, uh, the draft party. Of JP's oh, like, yes. uh, yeah, like, no, seriously. Check, well, check this out. We got that. We, I'll give you the tour. So we got the uh, we got the outdoor kitchen right here. We can, yeah, so we're doing the draft party yeah, at yeah, JP's place. At JP's house. Yeah, and then there's and the uh, got, the, got the big screens. Yeah, and, the uh, draft party is at JP's house. Done. So, yeah, you should just yell. You should just yell that you drafted Tom Brady in the second round after you drafted. <laughs> I drafted you. Just yell that. Should I take you now? Don't screw up. You screw it. <laughs> Don't screw it up. <laughs> oh goodness. Knowing me, right. I'll, I'll like try and stumble over to his house and be like, "Can I draft you with my second pick? Can I draft you with my second pick? I'm not gonna draft you with my second pick." It's either here or water. I was going to say, yeah, we should just get a, a pontoon and just go right outside of his house and do it. I'm sure he has Wi-Fi. Maybe we can get on the Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got Wi-Fi over here. The GOAT is the password, I think, maybe. The GOAT. The GOAT. What do you think the Sheriff's Department are going to say to five idiots rocking up outside? <laughs> oh, my God. end well for any of us. All right, JP, I want to I want to start off uh, this real quick asking you, obviously, you know, there was a, a, a I'd say it was a pretty decent, you know, I wouldn't say it was a big signing, but it was a pretty decent signing of uh, Shady McCoy this past week. And, yeah. uh, and, and I wanted to get your kind of thoughts on that. Are you deal or no deal on, uh, on Shady McCoy and his role with the Bucks? No, I'm down with that. I mean, I, I've been asking for a veteran, uh, Bat, pass catching back for a couple of months now because 
as much as we, you know, we think we love Keyshawn Vaughn and, and Kelly, we just don't know. They're rookies. I mean, look at Rojo. His first year was a disaster. You just you never know, you know, if these guys are going to be able to handle the NFL. I think they will, especially Vaughn. I mean, he's he's SEC seasoned. He should be fine, but you never know. And uh, you want you want those guys that have been there, done it, done it in this league for a long time. And you know, LaShawn doesn't have to carry the ball 20 times a game. You know, give him seven to ten touches a game out of the backfield. You know, there's a there's an art and a talent to running the screen pass, and he knows how to do it. And it's it's a perfect marriage for him and Brady. You know, Brady's leading receivers have always been his running backs. So, you know, you got to get a guy that that knows how to do it. It's you know, we think the you know, I think Rojo will be good in that role too. The rookies should be, you know, eventually be good, but why take any chances? It's a veteran minimum. Um, you know, it's just really no risk involved, and it's nothing but upside. And, you know, with these two guys on the COVID list already, you know, it turns out that he might get more work than we think. So, yeah, I love the signing. All right. And, that's, and I, look, I think it's a great point. I think he's a guy that – and, you know, I'm not going to say that I told you so about Devontae Freeman, uh, but I did. I told you so. Um, but, you know, and, but what hey, I will say – He's just too expensive. He's too expensive, and that's, yeah. that's what my thought process was. Look, if you're getting a guy like Shady McCoy for the value money-wise that they're getting him for, I think it's a no-brainer. People want to say that he's – uh, washed up just like Brady and and things like that. I don't think that that's the case. I still think he's got a little bit left. I don't. I still think this is Rojo's job to lose right now. Well, guys, I mean, it's not going to be one back. You know, you need yeah. in this league. And look at the look at the Patriots. They you know they have three and four backs a year, and they all get touches. So you know it, you've got to have a host of guys, um, especially to get through a season like this. So you know it's it's. It's it's not the old NFL where you got one guy. It's just not the way it works anymore. And you know he's a, he's a good complement to what the to the other backs that we have. Look, I, I'm confident Rojo. You give him, you know, 15 carries, 15 to 20 carries in this offense where he's going to be going against six and seven man boxes. You know he can he can rush for five yards a carry. Uh, that there's no doubt. Um, and you got Lashawn McCoy as your third down back. You know, listen, Dari was a nice. He's a nice guy. I, I, he's a great glue guy but he's as a run as a third down back he wasn't great and um you know shady again he doesn't have to be the all you got to do is give me seven to ten catches a game maybe a couple of draw plays and, and that's all you need out of him jp we've seen a lot of guys uh, opting out because of COVID 19 because of you know their families are having new babies we're, we're now seeing donovan smith he's looking like he's coming back uh, Odell Beckham Jr. coming out and saying the NFL is not ready uh, to have a season yet because of COVID-19, but he's still not opting out. Uh, so he's nominated as my stooge of the week uh, for saying those <laughs> comments and not opting out. Do you, do you agree with his comments about saying the NFL is not ready, or do you, do you just think he's a stooge and he's just off the wall right now with his comments? I'm with you, brother. He's a stooge. What a, what a some stupid-ass things to say. And it wasn't just that, you know, when, when he went to, um, you know, it's about their money. And they're not treating us like humans. And, you know, it's, it's come on, dog. I mean, seriously, you don't, you don't want to make $18 million this year? That's fine. You can opt out. Go find someplace else where you can make $18 million catching a football and playing a game. Um, you know, it's, it, this whole idea that it's a plantation mentality for the owners is a joke. It's a joke, and it's, it's an insult to people that, you know, are still in slavery these days in China or were in slavery. I mean, come on, man. It's just, it, it, 
I said this on my show today. Uh, look, I'm all for Black Lives Matter. We need reform. We need change. We need equality. There's no doubt about it. But I think these a lot of these players have lost their perspective. I'd just like to have one player, one player at this particular time and say, step up and say, look, yes, we need change. We need reform. But I want to say a big thank you to the police that keep us safe, the good cops. I want to say a big thank you to the military people who have died to allow me to play a football game and make $18 million a year. I mean, this whole mentality that somehow, you know, he's he's you know, he's a he's a slave on a plantation and it's their money and they own own the players is a joke. It's a joke. If he wants to opt out, opt out, bro. Go, go try to find eighteen million dollars someplace else. I don't think you're going to find it. I mean, you can give me eighteen million dollars. I might run it like a, an eight five for a forty, and, and my hands aren't that great. But you can still pay me eighteen million dollars to play. That's cool with me. Look, I, I understand yeah, I'll take that. Off that. <laughs> if, if, he, if he wants to say it's not safe, and blah 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 blah. Tell me this: I would love to go to work every day where everybody around me gets tested. And I have the best medical doctors in the world in the case that I get sick, the best medical care in the world, the best food, the best everything, everything. How many people in this world go to work every day and have none of that? The, the vast majority of us. And look, yeah. again, it's it, he wants to opt out. You go out into the general public and see you're not going to be as safe as you are at that at that particular facility. And I did hear a couple of players say that today. It's like, yeah, the, you know. Where else am I going to find a better place to work than, than this, this facility and in the NFL? They're doing everything they can to keep these players safe. And let's, and let's not lose sight of the fact that if Odell Beckham Jr. gets COVID, he, probably, he may have already had it and didn't even know it. He's not going to get sick. It's a, very, it's a rare occasion if he's going to get – he probably won't even be symptomatic. So it's a lot of bluster. And it, in these particular times, I, you know, I just – I can't stomach. I'm with you. He's the stooge of the week. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of NBA players are using their platform right now to continue this fight for reform and for fighting for social justice. So NFL players could do the same because the spotlight is going to be on you. It's a great point. It's a great point. If he really wants to make a difference and make change, what better way to do it than than with this platform? But look, yeah, if you want to feel like a victim and you want to, you know, that's that's your mentality. He has every right to do it. Opt out and 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 go complain and and bellyache. Somebody else will take his position, and you know maybe he'll find himself like Antonio Brown in a couple of years. Who knows? <laughs> go ahead, Britt Buck. I know you had a question. No, no, it's it's all right. And it's funny actually. Um, you bring up Antonio Brown because that was something I was going to bring up later on. Um, I just want to go back to to Shady McCoy there, JP. Um, because you, you did make a really, really good point, but I didn't want to interrupt you as you were making it regarding when you look at like the great Patriot teams of the last 20 years, they've had a, a stable of like backs who would probably start on different teams elsewhere if they were just there by themselves. Now, do you see that the, the signing of McCoy as sort of a statement by Bruce Arians and Byron Lefwich that they are going to be running the ball more so they're going to have that depth in the backfield? Or do you just see it as like they just happen to pick up a a veteran running back for a good price? Do you think it was just circumstance or do you think there was intent behind the move? I think it's just circumstance. I, I, they need some guys that, like I said, have experience, have been there and done that. I don't think it, you know, I don't think it, it tells us anything about what they're planning to do. I think, you know, defenses are going to decide how much they run the football, you know, and that's what good offenses do. You're, they're going to take what they give them. Um, 
you know, obviously we know that they want to throw the football, but teams are going to be stacked for that. And, uh, and if they, and, and if they want to, you know, put six men in the box, then the Bucks should run the ball all day long. And Brady will be the guy that gets him in the right play for the right situation. I mean, I think it's really underrated. You know, what great quarterbacks do is always have you in the right play. And, you know, if you're running against a six-man box and you got, you know, seven guys blocking, you, you know, you're you're in a huge advantageous position. And then you force the defense to adjust to you. And then when they put that seventh man in the box, you start throwing the football. And it's just – it's a it's – a ba- you keep them off balance. And I think what Shady gives you every time is, you know, he comes into the game, there's a linebacker that may be thinking run or pass, and he's like, if this guy gets out into a pattern, i got to get my ass out there because he's quick. And that's in the back of his mind. And then you start running the football at him. It, that, that's what good offense is all about. So Bruce and, and, and Tom Brady will figure it out. It, the defense will tell them whether they're going to run or throw the football. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with you completely that – Bruce Arians and, and Tom Brady are going to figure things out. Another, Not to switch gears here, but I did cover the short little time that they had the XFL going on. How did you feel about Dwayne Johnson? If you smell! Do you feel like they're going to have a comeback? You know, I think, I think they will. I mean, when all this passes, hopefully when it passes – um, you know, why not try it again? I thought I went to uh, the first Vipers game here in Tampa Bay, and I thought it was great. I thought it the was amazing. Was really, I thought it was really, really good. It was a nice, energetic crowd. You know, the football was of good quality. It was entertaining. Look, it's not going to compete with the NFL, and it's not supposed to. It's just another, it's just another entertainment outlet. And you know, with the Rock as charismatic as he is, and I, I haven't seen him fail at anything lately. Right. Everything he, you know, he is King Midas. Everything he touches turns to gold. So, I, you know. Well, let's not? remember how he ended, though. Yeah, there's a couple <laughs> movies where they weren't so good. So, what not was everything. the one where he, like, jumped into the broken down building that was falling and he jumped out of or jumped onto a helicopter? Oh, I can't remember that movie. That was uh, High Rise. San Andreas. High yeah, Rise. San Andreas. Oh, San Andreas. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was not one of his best movies. Well, I, is that like what? Yeah, that high rise film, when, when, he, when you went to the theater for that one, oh, the tooth what that was going to be. Wasn't wasn't there one he played the wow. tooth fairy too? Like he was like the hey, ex hey, pro. Hey. He was the that tooth fairy. Horrible. First of all, how about Moana? How about uh, Moana? That's a great Moana. movie. Are you kidding me? Where he great plays movie. Manuel Bayer? Miranda. He plays, he plays Vita Vea. <laughs> oh jeez! I can just imagine him sacking the quarterback now. Yeah. <laughs> All I can see is Vita Vea sacking the quarterback. On, what can I say except you're welcome? Exactly. <laughs> off into the end zone. Ever. One of the greatest songs ever. Yes, Dwayne, he'll, ha- he'll have a fabulous, fabulous product. I can't wait to see it. So yeah, one, one, I one last attend some uh, Tampa Bay Vipers games, so I got a chance to meet the guy. Yeah, that'd be great. One last question for me, JP. Oh, there you go, Ruth. I see where you're going with that. One last question for me. I want okay. to... I wanted to ask you today, and this isn't NFL related, but this is—it actually is in some degree. Uh, we had over seven thousand tests for the NHL, no positives, and I think that that's a huge thing uh, for sports in general for everything that's going on. Now, I will say that the NHL probably has the best plan out of the three major sports. Obviously, the NFL is just kind of getting going. We're in Canada. Well, well and that's true, too. But right. here's the thing. Listen, <laughs> I know that there are a lot of people out there who don't believe that a bubble system would work for any other sport but the NHL and the NBA. 
And I'm going to tell you right now, I completely disagree with that. I think the NFL could potentially make it work if they, but the only way that they could work is if they were to realign for this year, realign division. Instead of just having, you know, you would have like the Florida teams maybe play each other and then add like Atlanta or something like that. Like somebody mapped it out on Twitter the other day. It was actually a really good point. But I mean, is the NFL looking at the NHL and saying, look, how are you doing this? You know, like what's working for you guys? Well, I, I just think there's, I mean, I, I, you'd have to show me the model, but you got, you know, you got 90 guys right now. Um, you got, you're going to have, you know, when you pass, the thing about football is you got to remember the staff. I mean, this, you have as many people like equipment guys, trainers, doctors, you have as many of those guys coach, but hell the bucks have like 45 coaches for God's sakes, <laughs> you know, plus the, plus the players, plus the equipment staff, plus all the equipment, plus, plus the, the, you're going to, you're going to need multiple venues um, in the same city. I just, I mean, and you're talking about 32 teams times 200 people per team. I, I don't know, man. Like that sounds like a big ass Disney world to me. I don't know. I don't know where you're going to find that. But uh, I, just, I just think it's logistically too tough. And look, it, I don't, first of all, I don't understand if I'm a football player and I got millions of dollars on the line, I can't go to the, a safe place like the, um, like uh, the, the Advent Health Center and then come home, stay with my family. And if I go out, social distance, keep a mask on. Is it really that hard to do? I don't. Know. I don't think it is. Apparently, it is for the Marlins. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I do think <laughs> the book facility is pretty ironically named as well. Yeah, yeah, the 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 facility. yeah. it's not going to work, right? Stay out of the script clubs. And, and <laughs> the players want to go to script clubs, it ain't going to work. If the players want to be responsible, do they do like a delivery service? <laughs> that would be. You mean for the strippers? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, called being, yes. that's called being an escort. They don't they, they can bring food if they, they want to. They don't they have, have Uber they don't have Uber <laughs> Eats for strippers, guys. Come on. Seriously. That's a great business idea, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh JP, I don't know if you saw the news today about the, uh, Sean Payton, the head coach of the uh the Saints. He said they rented four floors out of a hotel as an optional training camp. Yeah. Do you feel like that's a good perspective of, of how to oh, jump so into he's, So he's keeping like, well, remember the Bucks used to train in Disney and they stayed at a hotel over there. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of teams used to go to uh, different locations and stay in a hotel. Well, the Saints used to go up to um, uh, West Virginia to the Briar, whatever the hell that place is. Um, yeah. So they they could do that. That's probably pretty smart for training camp. Right. You know, keep them, you know, keep them in a hotel. That's a that's a great option. Has it been done for? you know, for decades. So I don't know why you couldn't do that now. Absolutely. Right. And he called it a sequester, <laughs> not a bubble. <laughs> I knew you were going to put that comment. On the screen what are you saying? I was he waiting said Diamond for Dogs it. is a free buffet. You guys are sick, man. You guys are sick. <laughs> That's another thing that COVID's <laughs> taken away. Free buffets. No more buffets now because of COVID? No more lunch, brunch I'm buffets? Sorry, right? God, I hate COVID. Yeah, Titties and tender tots don't mix. Wow. Why is right. going to like you were going to a strip club and you're eating at the buffet? What are you doing? What is wrong yeah. with you in your life? <laughs> I wonder how the uh, I wonder how all the bear all places up in Gainesville have been affected by COVID nineteen. So you know what it reminds me of, JP? It reminds me of Major League Two when the catcher like can't throw the ball to the pitcher and he reads Playboy, but he doesn't like look at the pictures. He just reads the articles. Like that's exactly 
how they COVID has ruined. It ended, well, I mean, I only read the articles. <laughs> <laughs> wow, God, all right. Oh my goodness! All right. So let me ask you this: uh, one last question before we get you out of here, JP. Uh, obviously, everybody is reported to training camp, which which is awesome, even including Donovan Smith, as we mentioned earlier. Um, th- things that you've seen shared on social media that have kind of made you go, "Wow, this is this is really great!" Right now, I mean, obviously, Tom has well, thrown some great passes but is there anything you've seen so far and limited wise that you say is really good so far what i what i've seen is just the off season how serious tom brady has taken the off season he didn't give a rat's ass about the nfl pa saying don't do it he didn't care about helicopters he just he knew i mean by the way who knows his body better than tom tom brady you know you got all these people second guessing him that are sitting in a basement you know you know, drinking, uh, drinking Dr. Pepper and seven donuts down their face, telling Tom Brady that he's going to get COVID. I, I think he knows how to how to handle his body. So, I mean, Brady's been very serious about this. You don't hear any of, besides Donovan Smith. You've heard nobody say anything about, oh, I'm unsure of this. I'm unsure of that. These guys are all in, man. They are. They're they're like they're not being distracted by COVID. They they it looks like to me that the core leadership, Brady. Gronkowski, Evans, got all these guys, they're serious about this. They're not bitching and moaning, playing the victim. They're ready to play football. I like that. That's, that's what I, I think that culture is what this team needs right now, and it's going to be a winning edge for the teams that do it. So, I mean, I just want to sort of wrap, wrap up here with, with you with something that's it's probably going to be a bit controversial. Um, but, you know, with everything that's been going on with, like, the COVID testing, like, players being tested daily for COVID, all these sort of like protocols being put into place, the millions of dollars being spent. Do you think that maybe the NFL needs to take a leaf out of their own book and then dedicate some of the energy they've put into to looking into players and obviously looking after people who've played for the league who are now suffering with the extents of CTE? And you know what? I'm going to say it here and now. Antonio Brown has got all the symptoms of of someone with of early CTE. stage CTE. Yeah. Um, is is it something that you think the league needs to sort of s- step up and say, you know what, if we can spend this time and money on COVID, we can do the same for CTE. No, I I think they've dedicated a lot of money to that. Well, they were sued into it, Ben, and mm-hmm. you know, honestly. From what I've heard from Scott Brantley and other people that have tried to get money from the lawsuit, it's like, you know, you got to go through 17 legal uh, hurdles to get it. So, you know, the NFL has not been very forthcoming with that. No, I absolutely agree. They should be taking care of them. I, look, I don't know how much of this Antonio Brown, it's just, you know, uh, he's been you know kind of an entitled jerk for quite some time. I don't know if that's CTE related or not, um, but we'll, we'll see. I used to love him, you know. He was, he was one of the most – you know, I loved his attitude, his playfulness, the way he played the game. He was one of my favorite players. But, you know, over the last couple of years, you may be right, though. This may be all about CTE. Who knows? But because he's certainly not acting like a rational person. He's not. So you mm-hmm. may be dead on. But, um, no, absolutely. They need to take care of these players. That They're not doing it. They're not doing J- it. JP, this is our fan question of the night right here. Yes. If a player opts out and their team wins the Super Bowl, should they get a ring? Oh, that is a great no, question. I'd say, I'd say yes. I'd say yes because oh, we're divided uh, here. I don't. Nope. Like, I don't. It's a you know, kind of depends on what. 
I kind of want to say it depends on why they opt out, but I'm, I'm pretty, you know, if a guy opts out, we don't know what his situation is, yeah. you know, and we can sit there and guess, but we've never walked in that, that person's shoes. We don't know what their family situations are. We don't know. So I don't think it's fair for us to, to, to kind of scrutinize that unless we know all the information, which we never will know or even should know. So mm-hmm. maybe like you, like there's, there's a player's ring and then there's kind of a staff ring. You know how they do that? There's like differing rings. Yeah. Maybe you get a, maybe you get a staff ring because it's certainly not, man, I, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. It that really is a is. tough one. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say something now. It's probably even a little bit more controversial than AB maybe having CTE. You know what? <laughs> Screw them. Um, honestly. Wow. wow. <laughs> you know what? If you wanted you to stay home. The- stay home. <laughs> Boy, y'all, no ring ceremony for you. If you if you play at any point, okay. If you practice with the team at any point, you are part of the success. You know, if you and this isn't a judgment, by the way. Players have got an absolute right. They are people too. This is something I said on a previous Absolutely. show. It's totally judging. Right, that, like. <laughs> You know, if you think that you the best thing for you and your family and your loved ones is staying home, do it. Okay, I'm not going to judge you. A lot totally of people agree. aren't, and totally you know what? We, uh, you absolutely correctly say, JP. There is absolutely no way that we should know everything about these people's lives and what goes on personally in them. They are human beings, the same as you and me, but. If you opt out, you don't take part in a single practice. You don't contribute anything to that team winning the Super Bowl. You know what? It it was just them's the breaks. Yeah, I, I think if I have to come down on a side, that would probably be it. Right. But okay. Then, well, I have it, a question. Look, go ahead. If a if a player decides to opt out, but then halfway through the season he changes his mind, is there any way to? <laughs> Give this guy a chance to get back on a Super Bowl contending team, possibly. Well, that would be so weak, wouldn't it? Like, that would be weak. I'm just kidding. I'm fine, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, you're winning the Super Bowl? I (laughs) wait, you guys are 10 and 0. I'm coming right back. Give me a second. (laughs) That would be be so all of a sudden. The risk is gone, but uh, for some reason, I kind of see it happening. It was, yeah, you're right, what, but, you know, I will it's say be though, so unfair to those players who jump in would. early. You know, it just seems now, like such a wussy thing to do. Like, if somebody opts out and they're like, "Oh, it's not safe," and I'm blah blah blah, whatever, you know, and they don't have a, a health reason or whatever. And I'm just saying this generically because we don't. But if it's just like, you know, kind of like Odell, he's like, "Oh, it's not safe. They're not ready." Blah blah blah. And then halfway through the year, the you know the Browns are eight zero, and nobody said te- nobody's tested positive. He's like, "Oh, I want to play now. Screw you. Get out of here." You know, nah, I wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah, once you're out, you're out. Yeah, and this is the thing though with the the NFL rule that I completely agree. Okay, who's oh, being coming for it? Tom Brady breaking to another house. Yeah, <laughs> run, <laughs> run JP. He's he's. Re- you know, I know that you said that that was your place on the eleventh floor, but is it or did? Are we like looking at B and E here or? or like, <laughs> what, what's going on, JP? That's my question. No, this is my this is my house, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Look at this. I have two you know girls. What? I have. I have my own swimming pool. No, come on. This is my you're you're telling pool. me one story, but the police you? are telling me another. <laughs> no, we're not doubting you. No. You know how much money you make in local radio? 
Wow. That's why I'm doubting you. <laughs> All right, JP, uh, we're going to get you out of here. Tell us what you got going on the show this week and uh, any any great guests coming on. And, and just go ahead and give yourself a plug for a few minutes, buddy. Uh, you know, the same old what we do every day. Have all you great folks on our show. Uh, I want you to invite, invite all y'all to come on this week. We'll talk Buck football. It's Sports is back. The Lightning get a big overtime win today. We'll have yes, Bobby they do. Chief, Bobby the Chief Taylor will come on with us tomorrow. We'll have uh, Lightning guests all week long. Uh, so it, it's on. The Rays are sucking ass, but uh, we'll talk to Doug <laughs> Wecker tomorrow, find out what's going on with those guys. So, hey, sports is back, baby. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? Oh, I, no can, I can tell I you. Really, I can, look, I'll I tell you what. Like- I feel I'll like tell you what's going on with the Rays or STD or any of that. You want to know? You want to know what's going on with the Rays? It's called they can't they can't play the field. That's the problem. I think I think the Rays are. Uh, they think they they've read too many of their press clippings and they they yeah. They uh, actually know what the big like the big from an outsider's point of view. What the big big problem with the Rays is is every single batter that steps into that box is picturing the ball flying out over the fence. Instead of just getting the ball into play, moving the Get base runners along. Moving the bases, yeah. 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 You yeah. Games. They're, they're not together. thinking that at all. I know, but that one game when they have, like, you know, run after run after home run after home run, maybe they just kind of – they want to relive that every time. That, that, yeah. that is an anomaly. That is an anomaly. And they need yeah. the pro that players. That was cool. That that day, like, <laughs> phone's going dead, so all. I'm going to go. All right, JP. We'll, we'll talk well, to you Brady, later, buddy. Brady's pool. Bye, JP. Great to have Bye. you again, JP. I'm saving all my raised stuff for my show tomorrow night. Yeah. Wait, yeah. you have a show too? Yeah, I have a show too. <laughs> yeah, that's Wait. true. All right. So before you know, we get I'm literally work- the only person here that doesn't do anything outside of you guys. No, you do the pre and post game shows during the season on Bucks. Like no, that's during the season. I'm just kind of feeling two a little weeks bit lonely. Away, <laughs> Well, you know, what? don't even do that. After, okay, like just to explain to some of the viewers why I'm so salty about sports oh, is, 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 oh, is here this we go. Okay, I waited. I waited five months. I waited. Thanks. You know, <laughs> I waited five months. Five months for hockey to come back. Five months to watch the Leafs, and they absolutely crapped the bed all right well um, that's enough all right we're gonna move on uh no <laughs> so yeah forgive you, me if i'm not over the moon yeah, about you, live sports being back he's drinking I'm just salt salty this there. week you are salty I, that's right i am just salty this week oh my I'll gosh all right it. we're gonna end the show here in just a second but before we do uh i wanted to ask you guys a real quick question i brought this to you guys earlier and even if you want to in the comments as we end the show tonight uh, if you guys want to answer this question, uh, the Raptors, who cares? The, Raptors, the Lakers are going to win anyway. Um, so yeah, let me, yeah, yeah. and it's not the, not the Clippers either, Ruth, the truth. I love the Clippers. No, they're not going to win nothing. Uh, so let me tell you this right now. In uh, fact, actually, we're just, we're just going to like move on. From I know you did not just mute me on my own. Anyway. All right. So here's what I want to ask you guys. Obviously it's Tom Brady's birthday today. Happy birthday, sir. And, happy birthday, uh, Brady! Happy birthday, Brady! I want to ask you guys, uh, real quick, this question: If you can give me your top Tom Brady moment in history, he's been around for a while, twenty uh, some odd years. Uh, what is what is your what is your best Tom Brady moment? It could be an interview, it could be a football moment, it could be anything that you want. 
One of my top Brady moments is uh, I actually watched this live while it was happening, and then it resurfaced on Twitter not too long ago, is when he was in a press conference and a somebody's child actually asked him who his hero was. That's right. And he got choked up when he was talking about his dad. And that made me choke up because my dad's my hero. So rest in peace. But oh. so that that really related to me. But go this, ahead. This went to a whole nother emotional level. <laughs> what is that? Oh, I'm trying yeah. to look to the left. It's the, yeah. It's is that, that like is this an inflatable unicorn? It's a bunny. It's a goat. It's a goat. Baby goat. It's a goat. Okay. What would you say is your favorite, most favorable Tom Brady moment? Honestly, Honestly, I mean, it's like, yeah, D, like Dean saying like 28-3 in the comments, but actually, um, Tom Brady's career, I I am appreciative of the longevity and the success that he's had in his career. Unfortunately, I've spent the last 20 years hating the guy, just simply out of petty jealousy. I'm, Doesn't mean you don't I, watch him. And exactly, no, I'm, I, I will freely admit exactly what it is, and it is nothing more than petty jealousy. That is my reasons for hating Tom Brady for the last 20 years, because the, the books have never been able to draft a quarterback. They've shit the bed at every possible opportunity to do so when drafting a quarterback. Um, so, you know what, out of petty jealousy, I've spent an entire like 20 years hating this guy, but one thing is, you can't deny the fact that he's a great player. He's the GOAT. He's had... You don't play 20 years in the National Football League if you're mediocre, if you're okay. So he's had 20 years of being one of the best guys. Okay, you don't play for 20 years. Um, I'm, I'm laughing at this comment, sorry. We, we got, got the, the refs, refs and the divorce. Be happy. <laughs> <laughs> we got the refs. The good one, Buckman. <laughs> yeah, that help, was pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> Bushman, real quick. Uh, what's your what's your best Brady moment? Every time I see him shirtless on a picture, that's a favorite. Whoa. Moment. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, guys, thank well, you very much. That was episode 15 of Set the Tale. <laughs> we'll see you next week. There was, I think uh, this is the wrong show, buddy. It's... Um, <laughs> It was a good quote that he had when he was on Peyton's place. I think it was earlier this year, or last year, when uh, him and Peyton Manning were were on the show together. And and Tom Brady was like, "Look, you know, I tell these young guys, I was I was pick one ninety nine. I was the last pick. So whenever you have time to get out there, like, t- don't take it for granted because you may not get another shot. And that's that kind of culminates his his whole career. It's like everybody thought he was an afterthought. He was the last pick in the draft, and then now he's you know the greatest of all time quarterback. So that's. When, when a player can actually acknowledge, like, look, you, nothing's going to be handed to you, especially in the NFL. You've got to take it by the, the horns and, and run with it. So uh, that moment kind of really, you know, struck with me and then also seeing him shirtless all the time. So, Oh, so you love the part when his pants ripped during that golf tournament, huh? All the time. That, that now, was, I actually that put that on, my favorite. Ruth, Ruth, I actually put that on pause, and then I just took a still photo of that. <laughs> it's, it's hanging in my Actually, right Ruth, Ruth kind of stole my thunder. That was my favorite Tom Brady moment was the, was the, uh, the shot he hit. Uh, right in the face of Charles Barkley. I mean, Charles Barkley would not shut up about this man. Yeah, we and, need Charles uh, Barkley on our sidelines all season. Brady, Brady hit yeah. this beautiful shot with a six iron and uh, sunk it right in the hole. It's beautiful. It's the best shot. So I love that. But I also think that I don't think the best no, the best moment has happened yet. I think I the best moment say something like that. The best <laughs> moment is going to be week one. 
against it, the New Orleans you know, Saints. It's and really, I'm, it's really in a weird spot because I'm with Britt Buck too. Like I've hated the guy for the past 20 years, and now now he's on our team, and like you have to root for him. And it's amazing what a jersey change would be for him. Yeah, it is amazing. You know what the the best moment of Tom Brady's career is going to be for us, like Bucks fans. It's when he stood at the center of the field at Raymond James, holding the Vince Lombardi Trophy above his head, and Brett Buck just jinxed everything. Thanks a lot. And that's the end of our show, everybody. Uh, no, just it's called no. jumping the shark. Last call. There you go. All right, uh, El Bushman uh, is the host of Sports Caffeine, which is one of our our shows that we're affiliated with here uh, at Set the Sales Bucks Life Media, of course, uh, Fanstream Sports. Sports Caffeine is on on Tuesdays and Thursdays. What do you got going on this week, buddy? Uh, tomorrow night, we've got the crew on. No guests tomorrow night, but we have a special guest on Thursday, which I won't announce just yet, because that's how we tease stuff, right, crew? Uh, Ruth? Uh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to- tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m., of course, James is going to join me on the show. We've got uh, Rays yep. baseball to talk about. Uh, okay, the Stooge of the week, we'll call him Dumb Dumb of the Day tomorrow. We've got a plenty of other, a bunch of cool stuff. Hello, Dumb Dumb. Dumb Dumb of the Day. Dumb Dumb of the Day. Ruth, the truth, since you're so just – Adamant about ruining things. I don't uh, think you should announce it yet. I really don't. All right, all right. She's already announced just, it. She already ruined it. I'm just saying. Talk about. I'm just saying. I don't think she, you should announce it. I think you should hold off. Hold off. Hold off. Just, just. I just got something special cooking up for you guys. So hang in there with me. Here. Perfect. There you go. Girl power. Oh, wait, girl power. That's <laughs> all we gotta say. You what should call it that. This That's is- what you should call it. No, not no, no. Just, just spread it out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Britt Buck, what do we got going on? Um, you know what? I'll, I'll be, I'll be screaming at hockey, and I'll be back here next week. I don't, I don't blame you uh, if I was a Toronto fan. All right. Uh, so anyway, it's what we do. It <laughs> is what we do and what we do <laughs> best. The Lakers the other day, so go you know, out. You know, like, one fluke the- win doesn't count. All right. Anyway, oh, you yeah, want to talk yeah, basketball? Yeah. Are you? Dude, you bring me on. Anyway, all you right. Well, the Raptors are absolutely fine. They're going to go back to back. I'm not worried about that. What? Stay oh. tuned for a different show where we speak about all sports. Until then, <laughs> Stay tuned for a different a show night. when we have people who talk about you know real life things that happen, like the way the Lakers win in the tournament instead of the Raptors. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, that's going to do it for I, us here. It's that. Did sales. you just contradict uh, yourself? Like mid-sentence? Shut your mouth. Move on. I'm doing the outro. (laughs) Thank you all so much for watching uh, Set the Sales. We really appreciate you guys. Keep liking, subscribing. Don't forget, our jersey giveaway starts here in just a few minutes. Uh, I'm going to share it on Twitter, at sales underscore set. You must like, comment, and share the uh, post, and uh, you'll be eligible to win. We'll do the drawing next Monday night. For any jersey custom of your choice, Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next Monday night right here. All right, episode 15 in the books. Have a great night, everyone. On set to sales. And as always, as we end every show, let's go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. From the the 18th hole. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Set the Sales. Listen to us on Apple Podcast, a Bucks Life Media production in association with FanStreamSports.com. See you next Monday on Set the Sales. <laughs>